You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ LP 93.9 FM Colorado Springs.
Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJLP 93.9 FM, Colorado Springs. We appreciate you coming and tuning in tonight and checking out the show. Uh, tonight in the sh- in the studio, we've got one of the legends of trombone in Colorado Springs. We've got Mr. Scott Crump on trombone. We also have our engineer, Mr. Sean Hanlon, who's making the show sound spick and span, and he's also playing a little grand piano over here. Uh, so, Scott, we really appreciate you coming in, man, and, uh, and and it's just an honor to have you on the show. Thanks. Thanks so much, Colin. Thanks for having me on the show, both you and Sean. Yeah, man. So we'd like to just kind of get a full spectrum of, of where you came from and where you are now and what's going on in the future. So, you know, first question, right, right off the bat, what got you into music and playing trombone? Well, it all started back around sixth grade. I was, um, I wanted to be in band. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to play. And my brother, who um, eventually in high school ended up being my high school band director. Uh, he's 12 years older than I am, uh, Jim. Um, I wanted to be in band, didn't know what I wanted to play. And he said, well, he's a big kid. That's what he told my mom. And he said, I think you should play trombone. So it all started in sixth grade. And then um, this is in South Carolina, a suburb of Charleston. It's called town called Somerville. And um, so I started back in, uh, I won't say the date, but it was in the 70s, <laughs> and, uh, and, th- and that's where it started. So you, you, you pursued uh, trombone in, in middle school band and then high school band, obviously, right. probably. Yeah. Uh, so what was, uh, what was it like? Were you studying with anybody out in town or, you know? To well, well it st- really, I didn't do a whole lot at first. And then right around 10th grade, uh, that's when my brother started teaching at the school. We had four band directors. It was a big band program, a strong, uh, strong band program. And um, anyhow, I started taking lessons from my brother. And uh, he taught me a lot of great things, fundamentally how to play uh, just a brass instrument in general. And, um, you know, I started competing for all-state band and, um, and, and all-state jazz band and that kind of stuff. And eventually got into that uh, in my upper years of high school. And, uh, and then I met this uh, trombone player from New York that moved down to Charleston, Tony Agresta. I have these various trombone fathers, as I call them, and Tony's <laughs> is a fond, I have fond memories of him. He just passed away this last year, unfortunately. But um, but so Tony was a big influence with me as well as my brother, because my brother's the one that really introduced me to jazz. I remember the first time I'd heard a recording of jazz was really the Stan Kenton Orchestra. I think it was Malaguena, actually. Mm. And uh, I just fell in love with it and started just really working hard in it and uh I really ought to thank Jamie Ebersol for that too, because I, he, my brother, had given me some several back then Jamie Ebersol albums, and uh, and I just started beating those to death because it's not even in the '70s. It's not like you went down the street in Charleston or in Somerville, South Carolina, and sat in on a jam session. Mm-hmm. So my jam session was pretty much out of my house. Um, and then I went off to college. I uh, went to a small little Lutheran school. Uh, it's called Newberry College. I actually don't have a biz- I have don't have a music degree. I have a business computer science degree, but uh, I had played all that entire time, all four years. They even did a recital as a non-music major, which was a bit odd. Um, big influential person at that time in my life was a, a, a Terry McGee, who was a euphonium player. And the thing that Terry does so well is he plays emotionally very well. I mean, he can really make just great music on on the euphonium um so just plays extremely musically speaking and um i learned a lot from him in in those four years that i was at uh newberry and um 
Cool. After that, uh, oddly enough, I was a Kmart manager. That was my first professional <laughs> job. By the way, that was the number one retailer at the time. But anyway, uh, got transferred to Tennessee, still played. Uh, not as much because uh, manager at Kmart, you do a lot of hours at the store. Um, and then someone that was influential that came to Newberry back in the, back in the day was Roger Pemberton out of Chicago. And Roger uh, started teaching at University of South Carolina. And he worked it out to where I could go down to University of South Carolina for a, a graduate degree in music. Of course, I had to go back and take all this, you know, preliminary schoolwork. But I played in a lot of ensembles at the time. My, my trombone uh, teacher was G.B. Lane at the time. And uh, played in the jazz band and, you know, wind ensemble and things like that. And did that. And um, after I left... Um, well, after I finished that year, I was like, you know, I just don't want to do any more school. So I ended up checking out uh, a, a close friend of mine, Bill King, who's a freelance now, retired Air Force guy, uh, band guy, and he's in San Antonio, Texas, uh, retired and um, freelances in San Antonio. And Bill got into the Air Force band program, and that's what started with me, is uh, I talked to Bill about it. And the next thing you know, I was auditioning down in uh, Warner Robins, Georgia, and uh, I... Um, just kept, uh, you know, from then, I can tell you some more about yeah. that later on. Well, why don't we play a tune, man? Everybody yeah. wants to hear you okay. play. Let's do that. All right. One, two, one, two, three. Thank you. 
Very nice. Mr. Scott Crump on the trombone Thank you. here. You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ LP 93.9 FM, Colorado Springs. We uh, encourage you to go onto Facebook and like the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. You can just type that in and uh, hopefully like the show and spread it around to all your friends as we are showcasing local and national independent jazz artists. And uh, you can also download every show that we've done of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam if you log on to iTunes. You can go type in the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, and uh, um, you can download the podcast. Every single episode that we've done, even this show, you'll be able to get. Uh, you can also um, head over to Podbean if you're interested in Podbean, and uh, you can you can get the show that way. If you're also interested in supporting the uh, the station and the show, you can head on over to KCMJ.org and uh, go donate whatever your heart feels like. Obviously, we're all volunteers, and this is um, all kind of community run um, from donations and everything. So if, if you're so inclined, we would definitely love some support. But back in the studio, though, we got Mr. Scott Crump. I call him, uh, I, I've, I've known him for a little while, so my nickname for him is Crump Daddy. <laughs> so I don't know if he hates it or, or if he likes it. It's so. perfectly fine, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we uh, we got a little bit about your your background. You know, you came from a, a somewhat of a musical background. Your brother was uh, twelve years older. He was he was a band director that helped you kind of yep. uh, get into jazz music. And so you, you were able to get your your graduate degree right at a at a university in South Carolina. University of South Carolina. I didn't complete it. I did a year of that, and then that's when I got into the Air Force. That would have been in um, I would have finished uh, uh, at Carolina in nineteen eighty eight. And then later that year is when I auditioned for the Air Force Band Program, and I got in. Um, my first assignment was in 1988, and that was um, at Scott Air Force Base um, in Illinois, but right outside St. Louis. Um, and really, a lot of my experiences have come really through the the Air Force Band Program. Um, I've, I can't tell you how many people, instructors I've had since I've uh, the 20 almost 24 years I was in the Air Force. Um, one influential person to me. Um, at the time in St. Louis was uh, Mr. Brett Stamps, uh, who was uh, the, the jazz trombone teacher, at, uh, or the trombone teacher, I should say, at University of Illinois in Edwardsville. And uh, he taught me a lot of things. And that's when I really started gigging um, outside of the Air Force, like in the St. Louis area. And um, had, had great fond memories of, of working there for almost five years. So you were at the Scott Band for... Five years? Almost said? five years, yeah. Man, oh, man. So what were uh, some highlights that you did um, with the band there? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I got into the band. When I got to the band, I didn't know what to expect, you know, like anyone that gets in a military band or, or really anything, you know. Um, <coughs> so I get in there, and I'm like, I don't know if this job's going to work out. And my first trip was to uh, Costa Rica, Barbados. <laughs> and then uh, the next month, I was in uh, Universal Studios in Chicago recording an album. And uh, the Universal Studios has uh, since left uh, Chicago, but you know, I never really been to large cities before. So I was like, you know, once those two months were done, I was like, they're going to have to kick me out of here because I'm like, I was really digging. Uh, I digged all 24 years of my job in the Air Force, quite frankly. Um, and uh, we toured a lot back then. We used to do, uh, for an Air Force band, we toured a lot. We tou toured about 14, 15 days a month. So we were gone a lot. Wow. Um, and uh, before I forget, I have to thank my wife, who uh, we have a 30th wedding anniversary in May. Wow. And she supported me this uh, entire time, Donna. And, uh, you know, without her, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this. 
pretty cool. to even be here today, frankly. Awesome. Well, uh, I know we got a lot more um, interview to go, but you want to do another tune? Sure, let's do that. I, one, one thing I want to mention was that Poinciana. I love that tune for the main reason is one of my mentors uh, growing up listening to was Carl Fontana, and I just love the way Carl played that uh, tune, so it's always been a, a tune uh, uh, dear to my heart. Uh, this next one we're going to do is uh, What Is This Thing Called Love?
You're listening to Scott Crump here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, KCMJ LP 93.9 FM, Colorado Springs. So, Scott, um, so you, you spent five years at Scott Air Force Base. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and then what happened? Well, I was at uh, Scott, like Colin said, for five years, and then I got a, a, a non-volunteer um, assignment to Germany. So I ended up down in, in Germany over in the Ramstein area. Um, I was actually in, in Seelerhof and um, Simbach, because we had moved to Simbach. And um, I um, was toured a whole lot in that, in that actually 19 countries while I was in uh, Europe. Um, wow. And that's when I was introduced to uh, another trombone father. Don't be offended at these trombone fathers, I hope not. And that was uh, <laughs> Jiggs Wiggum. And... Uh, Jigs taught at Cologne for a number of years, and he's done just so many wonderful things for jazz um, in Europe. And uh, got to take a couple lessons from Jigs, and uh, didn't do a whole lot of freelancing because I was on the road all the time. Um, I uh, spent most, it seems like most of my time in Europe on the road, um, and um, just seeing wonderful sights and whatnot, you know, it was just a that was another great assignment that I had. Man, sure. How long again were you there? I was there three and a half years, and the, the half is the reason reason why it was three and a half years, because for the military it's typically two, three, or four years, depending if you're married or single. And um, we had moved from Einsiedlerhof to Simbach, so it was considered a, a move, even though it was just right up the street. So uh, I could stay a little bit longer if I wanted to, or stay, but we decided to, um, to go back home um, after that three-and-a-half-year tour was over. Go back home as in come back to the United States? Correct, correct. So you did, uh, by this point, you'd been in, what, almost almost nine years or so? That's in about the right. You're right, nine or ten. Yeah. And then what happened after Germany? And then, I, and then after Germany, I uh, got an assignment at Robbins Air Force Base. Um, and again, another band. I s- seemed to hit those bands that were really busy at the time. Uh, of course, they had the finance to do that. And uh, ended up over in uh, Robbins um for about three years, three to five years, I think. And um, that's right outside Macon, Georgia. And what was nice about that is it was very close to my, um, to where my relatives live, which in Charleston, you know, it wasn't that far of a drive. Um, we used to do a lot of overseas tours because uh, we were attached to the reserve command. And um, one thing that happened that was a, a mentor of my life there was um, unfortunately my mother had passed away at that assignment, but we were going to do a recording session in um, Nashville, Tennessee at the Grand Ole Opry. And um, I couldn't make that because I was at the hospital with my mom. And uh, they they brought in a sub. I, I called down there and said, who'd you get the sub? So I figured someone from the career field. And they said, no, we got a retired uh, trom- lead trombone player and uh, Dave Steinmeier. And I was like, okay because Dave was a big mentor of mine at the time. So Dave and I, through that recording session, um, ended up becoming real close friends. I must talk to Dave probably once a month. He's a super, super nice guy. He ran the Airman a a number of years and played lead trombone the, I think, the entire time he was stationed in D.C. And um, to this day, we still speak on the phone probably at least once a month. And um, he was a big influence to me as far as the lead trauma I'm playing in particular, Interesting. Uh, which is what I've done most of my career. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, you sound slamming. You, Thanks. Let's Thanks. do another Thanks. tune, Thanks. huh? All right. That's great. This one we're going to do is uh, Someday My Prince Will Come.
was Someday My Principal Come here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Dam with Mr. Scott Crump on the trombone. Crump Daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounding pretty good over there, man. Thanks, thanks. You got like great uh, playing with you guys. The stratosphere. We're we're in the stratosphere right now. <laughs> People like Dave Steinmeier, you can thank them for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so uh, you're at the Warner Robbins Band. Um, by this time, you probably have over ten years in, in service, right? I, I did. Um, what happened next? Yeah, I was uh, there from about ten years, almost to my fifteenth year. Um, an opening came up for the. Uh, the Air Force Academy Band. Um, actually, I'd auditioned three times um, for the Academy Band in a 10-year span, and uh, that's when I uh, won an audition uh, with the uh, Air Force Academy Band. That would have been in 2003, and um, so I came out here uh, to uh, Colorado Springs. It's a place I've always wanted to live, especially this close to the mountains, and um, so I got here and then uh, got Fitted in the band for the most part and started playing lead trombone with the Falcon Airs. It was a dream come true for me. I, it's a band I've always uh, admired uh, for many years. And uh, with the likes of Chris Walters that used to play lead trumpet in there. And Rick Crafts, a great friend of mine that still lives here in town. And uh, Mark Raphael on, on trumpet. And uh, I could just name many other ones that uh, I used to listen to when I was younger. And... Uh, and lo and behold, I ended up coming here and playing uh, lead trombone with the Falconers. Of course, I did the concert band, the marching band as well. And so that was in 2003, you said? Right, 2003. I did study, uh, <clears throat> when I got here right away, a close friend of mine here um, in Colorado Springs, uh, not Col Colorado Springs, but Colorado, um, uh, Dr. Nat Wickham up at uh, UNC Greeley's a, a good friend of mine. I, I studied from him for a couple times and um, started basically just freelancing mainly in denver um i worked uh started playing in a big band with a saxophone player named gene uh gene smuggler and uh and the next thing you know i started working in denver pretty much almost every weekend and for in various different you know corporate things and some jazz things i've been doing uh in the last eight years i've been playing uh i think it's eight years i've been uh playing uh, lead trombone for the Kendor Sessions with Jeff Jarvis, uh, running that, and Doug Beach is another person that does it. We do that typically in January. Um, I used to be in Chie uh, Imazumi's uh, orchestra. I met some great players there. Greg Gisbert was in that band, and, and, and uh, just that was a great time for me for the time that we were together, too. Cool. So, um, you know, you mentioned the Falconers. That was always a band that I grew up listening to, and, in fact, I got the opportunity when – they, you probably were you might have been in the band um and you probably don't even remember how many because you go on so many tours but <laughs> right. uh the academy band came to i think it was southport high school in indianapolis indiana around i think it was 2003 or something like that okay and yeah. uh and i got a chance to play with the with the band and I'll play play with the concert band and everything and look where I'm at now, you know. It's I know, isn't, isn't that funny? I'm living proof that the education <laughs> outreach programs do work. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> they need to hear that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So, what were some of the the highlights? I mean, you you were in uh, in the band um, when it was in this kind of heyday a little bit, right? There was a, a pretty serious recording project that you were a part of, right? Yeah, I, we did quite a few. Uh, well, with, with the Falks. Um, I think we did uh, a tribute to Frank Mantooth. We did a Sammy Nestica one, and um, yeah, we um, some of the highlights when I was um, 
in the Falcon Airs, one of my favorite things that we did, we went to the Monterey Jazz Festival. If you've never been to that, it's a great festival to go to. Um, and we'd play uh, some, you know, various festivals throughout the uh, United States. Um, around 2009 or 2010, um, I had the honor of actually leading the band. I was the musical director and the uh, group leader for the Falcon Airs until I retired. Um, and... Um, I, I don't know, <laughs> there's not a whole lot I can really say about that other than I was just flattered to be picked for that. And uh, it was a great experience for me, great learning experience for me on a, on a number of levels. And um, we did an album um, entitled Sharing the Freedom. Or I'm very proud of that disc. Mainly I'm proud of everybody that was on that disc because they did such a wonderful job uh, recording that all the way from uh, Bob Dawson, who was the engineer. And um, yeah, I just had just great fond memories of my active duty service in the Air Force, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, you want to play another tune? Sure. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this one to my dad.
Very nice. Mr. Scott Crump's arrangement Thank of body and soul. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, we, we got a little bit of time left here. Um, but So you retired in, in, from the Air Force when? Yeah, I retired um, in May of 2012. Seems like it was just yesterday, but it's time's moving by really fast. Interesting. So, so what have you been up to since then? Well, <laughs> it's been an interesting uh, ride for those couple of years. I actually um, during my time actually toward the end of uh, being active duty at the academy band. I uh, taught down at um, Colorado State University in Pueblo. Um, I was the low brass teacher and assistant director of bands. I'd like to do a shout out to uh, Dr. Alan Mills, Dr. Alan Mills, for letting me. Uh, he's the director of bands. Uh, work down there because he was essentially my boss and uh, and a good friend and uh, I had a you know a great experience down there actually and coincidentally my 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 son I have one son that's uh, going to be 24 next uh, month and um, he uh, he's a bass trombone player and he studies down there and actually I, I taught him down there for for a wee bit and he's getting a music education degree oh yeah 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 I I haven't seen him down there. Yeah, he just started back this semester. Oh so yeah, yeah okay. he he was out. He had a little hiatus for about a year and then started back up. Awesome. So you'll see him down there for sure. Cool. Yeah. And and so uh, so what happened? What have you been doing? So, so oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. So after that, I, you know, I had a short stint down there at Pueblo, and then uh, a job came up at the Air Force Academy, and uh, I applied for it, and uh, and I actually got the job. So now I'm the director of the Air Force Academy Cadet Drum and Bugle Corps, which is it's a lot different than a jazz trombone it's, uh, <laughs> playing, put the jazz trombone. But I really enjoy it. I mean, you cannot, I can't stress how much, uh, how exciting it is to, uh, to work with the cadets at the Air Force Academy that are going to be officers when they, when they graduate because they're just, great students every single one of them that i work with every day i have between uh 75 and 90 students wow that's a lot of students it, it is a lot and i have an assistant as well and i and i know uh, paul's been on this show before paul shaw he plays drums paul and i met each other actually the short story in uh in warner robbins georgia and uh, we were looking for a drummer and i was uh, recruited for the band and actually i was the one that talked to Paul and he ended up getting in the Air Force and then he ended up you know being a band guy uh, for a number of years and then I had an opening uh, for the non-commissioned officer in charge of uh, the drum and bugle corps and he applied for it and uh, we've been working together he'll be retiring here soon cool well you know uh, we're getting close to the end of the show something that I like to always get from people that have had long uh, successful careers are words of wisdoms to to aspiring young players. Do you have any for the for those people? Sure, I I probably would more than the time we have actually. But I tell you one thing that I did in my life, and uh, and I try to continue in my life is that especially when it comes to playing music, is that you know we get caught up in this competitive world, and it is a competitive world. I get that to get to places to play or whatever you're doing in your life. But the catch is is don't forget the people that you sit next to in a musical organization, that they probably have something that you can get from them that will help you out in your life. And that's, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I am the greatest trombone player because I'm not on the planet or anything like that, but all these influences of all these people I've ever met in my life made a profound influence on me as far as playing trombone and 
and just technique and all kinds of things. You know, I, I'd find one little thing from somebody that sits to my right or my left or, or whatever. It could be a concert I go to. So please support live music because it's, it's very important. Um, and you, you, you can uh, just, you don't even know what your influences are until you look back 10 years later and you go, wow, mm-hmm. th- this, this, you know, such and such really influenced me on my plane or something I do in my life, you know, whatever it is. The main thing is to be positive about your life. I, I'm, I'm really big into that. So you got to look at the positive outcomes of things and be positive about things. Definitely. I mean, that's the thing that's most important. Awesome. Well, uh, Scott, we really appreciate you coming on the show, Thank you man. For having me. It was, uh, you know, awesome to hear you play. And, uh, you know, I, I know that you have been a influencer in my life, well, you thank know, you. um, Thanks. especially with the recordings of the Falcon Airs when I was growing up, that was, that was something that I, I really took seriously with listening and whatnot, but, Thanks. uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into the show. Um, again, the show airs every Sunday night at 8 PM. And every Tuesday, the show re-airs at 4 p.m. And uh, you can go listen to the show uh, on iTunes as a podcast. Please subscribe to the show. And uh, please share it with all your friends. You just type in the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam into iTunes. And that'll get you where you need to go. You can catch this show. You can catch every show that we've done in the past couple of months. And then uh, you can also log on to Facebook. And please like the show on Facebook. So we hope you guys have a good night. We hope you enjoyed this show. And uh, this is this last tune is called "It's All About the Hustle." Take care, everybody. See you later. Thank you.